Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. This is the Lombardi Line with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard on VSEN. Thank you very much, Brent Musburger. We welcome you back. It's the Lombardi Line, hour number two, presented by BetMGM. These hours always just fly by. When we're hanging yeah. out at Circa in downtown Las Vegas, I don't know where the last hour went, Mike, but maybe you can find an answer for me. I don't know. I don't have one. It seems like uh, all the hours are flying by there these days go. for me, Ben. <laughs> but no, it's always a blast to be here at Circa. Always a blast to be here with you on the Lombardi line as well. But uh, no, just so much information uh, early on in the week to go over. Uh, just can't wait to keep going with this uh, show today. So we got so much more to break down, opportunities do. uh, to catch these tickets. So that's yeah. what I look forward to. Josh Applebaum going to stop mm-hmm. by in about a half hour, host of VEASAN Daily Morning Bets. Always look forward to Josh's insights a little bit later. We started the divisional odds conversation last segment with Will Hill. Thanks again to Will for stopping by. We're in the NFC West, 49ers and Rams. Basically even right now at BetMGM, plus 120. Couple other divisions also now seeing really significant shortening on the odds boards. One of them is a division you might not expect considering the Green Bay Packers pretty healthy favorites to come out of the NFC North to at least start the season at over $2. But that's a team even at 3-1 and one that has seen their odds pretty drastically shorten with both Green Bay and Minnesota now atop the division at that current 3-1 and one mark. At BetMGM right now, Packers now minus 125. Vikings at this moment, plus 125. And the question we look at for Green Bay, I know it's a 3-1 and one start, mm-hmm. but given the disconcerting nature of a couple of these victories for the Packers, including a spot last week where Green Bay is a nine and a half point closing favorite at home against New England, needs a late rally to tie and send the game to overtime, and then needs the final play of overtime to actually win the game outright against New England, winning the game by three. If we're going scale of one to 10 here, Mike, concern level for the Packers? Where does that fall right now? You know, I'm not concerned. I mean, I knew from a philosophy standpoint, the Packers were going to tinker uh, and therefore sacrifice the win total. And I know the win total for the Packers was elevated. uh, And I was more interested in the the under situation from the win total during the summer. uh, Because 
Green Bay is telling us that uh, with the moves that they made uh, and then certainly uh, the outlook for that football team. Okay, we've got to tinker. We've been 13 and uh, four last year with 13 wins the last three years, and yet we can't get to a Super Bowl. What's going wrong? Well, what's going wrong is there's no physical presence defensively and offensively from a rushing attack standpoint. So uh, that's going to be uh, the movement forward, in my opinion, for Green Bay now. What gets interesting, though, is Aaron Rodgers and his comments about winning like this is not sustainable, right? Uh, the guy is never happy, never satisfied. But I, I think what he's referring to is that he wants to be more explosive. He wants to have an offense that's more explosive. And uh, they're just not making the plays, though. I mean, Dobbs had a chance to be more explosive. He dropped a touchdown, not finishing a catch uh, to the ground. Um, you know, you, you find ways to convert and move the ball and keep drives alive. Uh, because Rodgers is that type of quarterback and certainly can make those type of throws. But for me, as an entire offense, can they can they become more explosive? I think they can. I mean, who knows what they do down the line, Ben, uh, when it comes to personnel. But these receivers are going to get better. These receivers are going to be more consistent. Now, defensively, too, some issues with injuries, but – They'll solidify uh, what, what's going on uh, on that side of the ball. I think they'll get tougher against the run. Uh, the coaches will demand them being tougher against the run, too. So, therefore, you know, you're going you're gonna to see a team kind of change that way because that's what they have to tinker on anyway or tinker with anyway in terms of uh, what's going to take to get through the playoffs into a Super Bowl. They, they have to have that toughness. So, I, I think they'll develop that. Uh, so, if you look at this division right now, Packers minus 120, I'm not panicking it's not a bad price considering where they are and what they look like, though. You mentioned what Aaron Rodgers said, that this, and by this, the current stretch of lackluster performance, even in a 3-1 and start, mm -hmm. where Aaron Rodgers says this is not sustainable. You know what else isn't sustainable? A rush defense right. that in two different games this year against completely one-dimensional offenses. Week two against Justin Fields and the mm -hmm. Bears, who are not even attempting to throw the pigskin in a forward direction. <laughs> and last week against the Brian Hoyer, Bailey Zappi backup combination in New England. Those two weeks specifically, the Packers run defense has been gashed in spots where it was so obvious what the opposition was trying to do. Chicago in week two carried the ball 27 times for 180 yards, mm -hmm. over six yards at carry. Last week, what we just saw on Sunday, Patriots 33 carries for a buck 67 over five yards per carry there. That's 60 carries for 347 yards in two games where the blueprint was laid out on a platter right in front of you. And the Packers couldn't stop them whatsoever. 27th now in EPA per play allowed against the rush. And it's one thing to give up rushing yards in chunks when it is a multifaceted offense you're going up against. Right. But when it's against a team where you know exactly what you're getting, you can't make any excuses for that, can you? Well, you know what? Some teams want to bring their helmet. Some teams don't. Uh, I mean, seriously, Ben, I, it, is, it is fascinating, the state of affairs in the National Football League right now, how many teams want to be physical. Like, San Francisco stands out. They, they want to play physical. You know, the Raiders, from a certain extent, they stand out. They want to, you can see the teams that want to be more finesse as opposed to physical. Now, I will say this. Now that we're in the month of October, we're gone through that first quarter of the season, you'll see a shift in the attitude uh, in terms of willingness to want to be physical and stop the run. Like, Chicago, you're right. It's the second game of the year. Like, how physical am I going to be, though, in a game like that against Chicago, if you're Green Bay? Even at home uh, against New England, how physical 
are you willing to get right to to be in that situation now it's not an excuse but like if we don't see an improvement from a physical presence or a physical play standpoint from green bay then they're in trouble they're not going to be able to stop stop the run uh that's going to hinder them offensively in terms of possession possession times and number of possessions as well so the attention of of the coaches will be on that in terms of getting these players to okay you got to flip this switch now you got to bring your helmet you got to put some air in it and we got to get physical and if you don't then we're going to be in a world of hurt like to your point mm -hmm. about what we've seen so far definitely did not look like Lombardi versus Hallis that week two <laughs> Chicago game. It's a long year, though. Physicality perspective. Yeah. I get what right, you're saying. Right. And that's it's why it's helpful to have the player perspective. Mm -hmm. When you think about the marathon that is this season, now that it is across 18 weeks and 17 games. But if you're looking at the divisional odds and you're asking the question of, okay, if I'm not necessarily a believer in what Green Bay is doing sustainability-wise right now, who can I trust? Can you trust Minnesota even after a 3 and one mark where – you get completely exposed on a Monday night on the road against Philadelphia, get very fortunate in wins back-to-back -back weeks against the Lions and in London against the Saints with a rookie head coach in Kevin O'Connell. Can you really trust the Vikings right now as the obvious alternative choice? Well, I, I mean, in terms of trusting them, I, I think you can because what's going to happen offensively, and you think about the personnel, what's going to happen offensively is Kirk Cousins is going to understand the nuances and how to elevate the offense. Like right now, you're running plays and you're executing the plays and and you're making plays at times. But what I've seen so far in tape is that Kirk Cousins, he hasn't elevated the offense. He hasn't manipulated the defense yet. Uh, and so if, if you think he has the ability to do that, then Minnesota's not a bad bet for that division, if you think about it. I mean, defensively, it's <laughs> something to be desired, though. Like, which defense is going to improve the best or the most uh, when you look at the Packers and the Vikings? Packer, Packers, uh, from a division standpoint, minus 120. The Vikings uh, right now at plus 125, too. So whose defense is going to improve in, in, in the areas in which they need to improve? Because I think, for me, relying on the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and an offense to mature uh, from a continuity standpoint, they're still going to run the same plays. But those receivers getting better, get better league, okay, the probabilities of that happening are, are greater, in my opinion, than Kirk Cousins understanding the nuances and how mm. to elevate that offense. And up. when you look at the numbers so far for Cousins, and this is the way to, deep, to dive deeper into a team that is off to a 3-1 and one start and mm -hmm. figure out what Minnesota actually is, but if you go to the composite rankings of all the quarterbacks so far based on the EPA per play, based on the CPOE that we've talked about mattering, especially as advanced analytics for measuring quarterback performance, the quarterbacks right now just above Kirk Cousins, he ranks 24th, by the way, out of okay. the 32 right, qualifiers. Right. It's Jameis Winston, mm -hmm. Mac Jones. <laughs> it's Mike Chuckles with every one of these names <laughs> that they're at. Matthew Stafford. Wow. So it's been really subpar from Cousins and uh, Russell Wilson right ahead of him, Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. That's the type of quarterback you're getting with Kirk Cousins. We all figured with a offensive mind like Kevin O'Connell coming in as head coach, who started out was Sean McVay's offensive coordinator for the Rams. You figured that his presence there over a defensive-minded guy in Mike Zimmer from previous seasons would elevate Cousins' game to just a nuclear-type level. Hasn't happened so far. Well, it hasn't, but he can elevate it. But can Kirk Cousins elevate his game that way? So there's been so many instances on tape already, but I, I, I can I don't want to allude to one right now. But when you watch this game coming up in uh, against Chicago, and you know what Chicago is defensively. I mean, they're they're not uh, anything complicated out there. 
Kirk Cousins should be able to get anything he wants with this offense. I mean, in terms of the passing game, he should be able to move backers, move safeties with his eye, with, with his eyes. He should be able to uh, elevate uh, Thielen. Uh, and certainly even to think about Justin Jefferson and who he is right now. He should be able to elevate that. And so you'll find evidence. Now, if he's checking it down, if he's taking a loose change, if he's throwing the ball quickly, then he's not playing above the X's and O's of this system. But if he is taking chances, if he is in the pocket and he's holding onto the ball uh, and he's willing to make a play or, or allow the opportunity for a player to make a play, now that's elevating a little bit. So just just signs to look for, whether Kirk Cousins can get to that level, uh, we just don't know yet. But I'm I'm – Fascinated to see if that can happen this week, though. And you combine that with the defense, as you were mentioning, pretty ugly. 28th so far out of the 32 teams in average yard per drive allowed, which is pretty telling as far as are you able to prevent teams from moving the ball on you? Right. Minnesota has not been so far. The long way of saying there's really not much we'd be looking at divisional market-wise because those two teams at the top each present themselves with a lot of issues, at least going forward right now in the NFC North. When we return, we bring back a segment we had a lot of fun with last week. Right routes or wrong routes with Mike Pritchard. We'll discuss next. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds you know, the basketball nerds. Like, you know, who's really good? Creighton. You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, going to win. Not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton? Is a, is, a, is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! 
and even checkouts not until four so because the american express platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants elevated experiences at live events and 4 p.m late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through amex travel that's the powerful backing of american express see how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com with amex terms apply witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, dance bro. <laughs> You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v With Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide is available now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL better should know. This guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at vcin.com slash subscribe. Great to see Andy McNeil on a numbers game right before we came on the air this morning. Hockey season now about a week away. We're talking NFL, though, Mike. It's week five, and it's time for our newest edition of Right Route, Wrong Route. 
We bring this up because, Mike Pritchard, you ran a lot of routes in your tenure. Not a lot of wrong routes. Not many wrong routes. I know. (laughs) Don't worry. I was not going to suggest such a thing. We look at some teams that maybe are a bit deceiving based on the early season record so far, and that's where Mike is here to help us out decipher. Right route, wrong route for these teams. We'll start with one of your three former teams, the Seattle Seahawks, who win outright as four-point closing underdogs against the Detroit Lions this past week put up 48 points in a win on the road. Geno Smith leads the NFL in completion percentage amidst a bunch of other categories. Guy looks like Tom Brady with a 2007 Patriots right now, Mike. Mm-hmm. It's, better than it's Russell ridiculous. Wilson. <laughs> Stats much better than right. the guy he replaced in Russell Wilson. But I'd imagine there are some issues on the Seattle side, and that's why we bring the Seahawks up first here. Right route or wrong route, considering what's going on so far? Well, I mean, considering everything, uh, I think it's the right route. Because, you know, Pete Carroll is a, is a competitive guy. He likes to create that type of level or situation with his football team, and he's done that. He's created a, a situation in which nobody on that roster, I believe, feels like uh, their job cannot be taken away. Outside of DK Metcalf, you know, a superstar or something like that, but... Uh, for the most part, you're looking at a, a younger roster or a roster, you know, put together a little bit. Uh, but the culture or certainly the, the situation for this team is that we got to compete each and every week for a job. Uh, and you're seeing that. Like, I mean, Geno Smith, I mean, nobody anticipated him having uh, this level of start. Now, do you factor in a competition? You can. Um, it, do you factor in uh, what what has taken place? Yeah. I mean, he, he's emerged from a quarterback competition that really wasn't a quarterback competition. Drew Locke didn't give him any competition, even though they said it was a quarterback competition. But he's taken this role, Ben, and he's ran with it. Uh, Geno Smith, and again, now he's complimented with so many things around him. But Seattle is running the ball very well, uh, the, the way that they need to anyway. Uh, they're physical uh, on both sides of the ball, in the trenches and on the perimeter. Uh, and then they have playmakers that that you can get the ball to, and Geno Smith can get the ball to. And I, I think it's a good makeup. Now, are they built for a playoff run? Probably not. But in the early part of the season, I think they're running uh, running the right routes now and uh, looking every bit the part that Pete Carroll wants them to look at this point. And from the offensive standpoint, you can't quibble with the fact that they've been on the right path, at least so far. That's right. why you say right route. I just wonder on the defense. 30 seconds EPA per play against on dropbacks, 23rd against the run in that in that same statistical breakdown. So you're bottom 10 in both defensive categories. If you think about the game from last week, Jared Goff with that was without his top two wide receiver targets, without his top running back as well, with a banged up offensive line. It was basically Jared Goff and his tight end TJ Hawkinson sure. and a bunch of fill-in parts. And that team put up 45 points against Seattle. Not to say one game is a telling sample size for long-term you know, pred- predictive uh, metrics on a team like Seattle, but that to me is the bigger issue where when you see them face really good offenses and you see them on the other side combined with mm-hmm. elite defenses going up against, we saw it in San Francisco, limited to seven points on the road there in week two. Doesn't it kind of have the feel of, though, of a team in certain spots, not every week, but certain spots lining up to get completely exposed from time to time. Well, from time to time, absolutely. That's why I don't think they're a team pattern to get through the playoffs or get to the playoffs and then get through the playoffs. Obviously, they're not. I mean, they're deficient in a lot of ways. 
Uh, they did put up 17 against the Broncos at home. And the Broncos is a good defense. They're a good defense. They're a great defense, in fact. But, um, no, I, I think, you know, when you look at and view the Seattle Seahawks, for themselves, they're running the right routes. Are they going to overachieve at times? Yeah. Are they going to underachieve at times? Probably. Uh, but are they a team that you can uh, rely on to make a playoff run? No, I'm not even looking at them that way. Like you mentioned, TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my goodness, they can't match up with a, with a tight end that way. You know, what are they going to do against these premium teams or, or premier teams that have a situation like that? The Saints, they don't have a premium tight end, right? They don't have that situation. So it, it does get interesting to see how Seattle will adjust each week to, to what they can take away. That's a great uh, right. distinction you right. make because we're talking right route relative to a perceived bottom five absolute disaster of a team with a win total set at five and a half. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily saying they're on track to be a playoff team. We're not suggesting that right. because there are going to be weeks where this team looks completely overmatched. Maybe it's this week. We've seen some really respected betters in the community push this lineup pretty heavily because Seattle goes to New Orleans. Saints, mm-hmm. who are one and three, the next team, I'll get your opinion on, Mike, <laughs> at one and three, but the Saints are catching all the money in the market right now. This was sitting at four on Monday and quickly ticked up up to five and a half at most books with a total of 45 and a half. Injury concerns notwithstanding for New Orleans. That's been the story for the Saints this entire first month of the season with no quarterback, top running back available last week against Minnesota. But with a new head coach as well in Dennis Allen and a one and three start, where do you see the Saints team being at as a whole right now through four weeks? Well, uh, running uh, wrong routes, <laughs> to be honest with you. I mean, uh, wrong route. Yeah. I mean, Dennis Allen should have made the switch to Andy Dalton a long time ago. Uh, I mean, you, you had a quarterback in Jameis Winston that had broken bones in his back. I mean, in a, in a hobbled situation with his foot. He, I don't care how good he could be with an arm talent standpoint. How is he going to function as a quarterback when you're in that much pain, right? And, uh, each and every week you're going through it. And, and so he was able to muster up some throws and some plays uh, in the second half and, and get a win there. Uh, but you look at this team that can fall apart. This is a fragile team mentally. Uh, I've come to discover that about the Saints uh, in terms of the frustration level, in terms of if things aren't going their way, uh, the penalty situation. They are a fragile team mentally. And I don't know if Dennis Allen can help that or not. All right. But you look at this matchup. Ben, uh, the, the Saints, they don't have a tight end. Who's a better quarterback, Geno or Andy Dalton? The fact that we're even having that conversation <laughs> right. in 2022 is very telling for these But they're teams. laying five, was it five and a half at home? Five and a half. So it goes back to my original point in our first hour. You know, quarterbacks mean so much to a number. But what if everything being equal, what else means uh, more to a number? And does it mean that much to a number when – uh, Seattle has been overachieving. You know, it's a long trip. You know, you, you throw that into the mix. Uh, back-to-back road trips for Seattle, you throw that into the mix. But Pete Carroll has this team believing in themselves, though. And that's the head coaching situation. Whereas Dennis Allen, I don't think C- uh, the Saints are believing that they are a playoff-caliber football team, even though the talent might suggest that they, are, that they are. And you talk about the talent, projected to be top five both against the run and the pass heading into the year with mm-hmm. all the talent on the defense, and yet 20th defending the pass this year out right. of the 32 teams in the NFL. Run game has been pretty solid. It's top six right now, but a pass defense that has left a lot to be desired, even with the pieces out there. And so you look at that line, as we mentioned, it has gone up to the New Orleans five and a half at this point against the Seattle Seahawks, but 
Mike saying, right route for Seattle, wrong route for New Orleans, who are currently, if you look at least the divisional odds, second betting favorites still behind Tampa Bay in that NFC South. Speaking of the South, we go to the AFC South. One more team I'll throw at you. The Jacksonville Jaguars, a lot of pro betting attention on them the first few weeks, mm -hmm. but fall flat on their face in Philadelphia amidst a driving rainstorm where Trevor Lawrence becomes the first quarterback this century to lose four fumbles in a singular NFL football game. Right route or wrong route on the now two and two Jacksonville Jaguars? Right routes. I think the, the Jaguars are the surprise team of the year so far. Um, now it's a surprise start. Uh, can they cap it off? Can they finish it? Can they stay consistent? Uh, I don't know if they're the same team uh, that you can rely rely on each and every week uh, to do that. Like we just saw that back-to-back -back situations where they're on the road, played well, uh, go back on the road, and, and mistake-prone. So we know because of the youth and, and inexperience level uh, there for Jacksonville, they are mistake-prone currently. But it follows a theme here, though, Ben. I mean, we're just talking about the Saints and these larger home favorite situations. Green Bay uh, up to eight points, eight and a half points now. Right, Jacksonville laying seven Jack laying against seven. Houston this week. Buffalo. I mean, are, have we seen enough in the National Football League otherwise to su suggest that these home favorite situations have asserted themselves already? It's a great point, you know. Well, and when you think about Jacksonville, just the flip of roles when you go from a right. near touchdown dog to near touchdown favorite. Mm -hmm. Regardless of what you think about the matchup. It's always a tough ask, irregardless of everything else, for especially in the betting market, for a team to be assigned that role. It's the first time Jacksonville's being assigned that role this year. Right. And it is a divisional spot against Houston. Yeah. Remains to be seen how that will work this Houston week. Houston has been competitive in at this least, division. Right. At least yeah. long-term, though, and I would agree with you. Believer in what Jacksonville is cooking up going forward. We'll see what Josh Applebaum has cooking up for us. Josh has his week five plays on the other side as we roll on on the Lombardi line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. Is in full swing, and for everything you need to know before betting this week, subscribe to VSEN Pro. With VSEN Pro, you get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by VSEN show hosts and guests, 24 7 video, season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long. Pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the sports betting network. You also get deep dives if you're a VEASAN Pro subscriber, and that's what we have for you Right now, with our guy Josh Applebaum joining the show, host of VEASAN Daily Morning Bets and the Market Insights Podcast. Great to see you as always, Josh. Our Tuesday tradition continuing there on the East Coast in Boston. Josh, you're a Pats guy. Bailey Zappi. <laughs> Early word, yay, nay. You had to like what you saw, right? Sunday in Green Bay. I did look at what I saw, especially if you're holding the plus nine and a half ticket there, Ben. And Pritch, it's great to be with you as well. So, yeah, there's a debate right now in New England. Who's going to start at quarterback this week? You know, Brian Hoyer went out early with a concussion. Bailey Zappi, I thought, showed you something. He was kind of poised under pressure. I know he didn't. He threw for only 99 yards. Uh, no, no, uh, you know, uh, no picks here. He got really lucky where it should have been a delay a game, but they let him uh, let away uh, let him away with that. He was able to score a touchdown there. So again, Mac Jones. There's kind of a question of you know, does he want to come back early? Does he want to get a second opinion? Belichick wants him back. 
but also he's protecting his long-term future. So if Hoyer's out, it's like, here's the big question in Boston's uh, sports talk radio right now, guys. Do you want Bailey Zappi at 100% or Mac Jones at 75%? So we'll see where Belichick goes with this one. But one thing to mention, Detroit Lions coming into Foxborough this weekend. There was some money that hit the Patriots. The sign open mm-hmm. at some shops as low as like, you know, two, two and a half. Now you're up to three. We'll see if this thing, you know, creeps up to the hook there. But also be careful. Like, you know, it's hard not to just blindly bet all of these Lions overs. They're 4-0 to the over. They scored almost 100 points last weekend uh, combined. But uh, one thing I would keep an eye out for, public is just blindly taking these Lions overs. Yet some of these lines did fall a little bit. I think New England was like uh, like 46 down to 45 and a half, something like that. So it's not a, just an automatic over here. But again, it's hard to bet against these overs when the Lions score yeah. a lot and give up a lot. Lowest yeah. total by far of the first four games for for Detroit here, Prick. Yeah, you know what, Josh? I'm curious, too, about uh, embracing the the running game, like for New England, right? I, I mean, uh, across the board in the National Football League, we're seeing teams assert themselves in a physical manner, right? I, and and I was wondering when this was going to happen because we have the four-two nickel situations with the defense through a lighter box and not a big a big um, presence, a physical presence defensively. It's all about uh, stopping the pass, right? And and so now you wonder when offenses are going to revert back to running the ball and being physical. So I, I don't know if that's the talk. Uh, going on out there in New England to kind of just embrace the fact that they could be a potent rushing team. Yeah, I think you're hit the nail on the head there, Pritch. And again, if you don't have question marks at quarterback, what's the best way to help a quarterback, whether you're Zappy or Jones or a veteran like Hoyer, it's to run the ball and play good defense. So I'm interested to see where we go with totals because you right. saw early on the first three weeks of the season, Pritch, unders were just a cash cow. They were like 62% overall. The sports books had their first like down uh, weekend day of the year so far where you had a lot of trendy dogs come through. You had uh, actually overs have their first winning week, eight and six this past uh, Sunday. So where do we go from here? I think, uh, Pritch, you know this, offense is all about timing. We're still kind of new into this 17-game season, only three preseason games. You had a lot of these starting players who sat in the preseason. So we saw unders do very well to start. Do we start to see these overs tick up a little bit? That's what I'll be monitoring here looking forward. And again, with this Patriots game, feels like you got to take the over. But to your point, Pritch, I know the Lions score a lot and give up a lot, but the Patriots run the ball. They chew up the clock. They're not a very high-powered offense right now. I'm looking out to see moving forward. Do we continue mm. to see, like with Sunday, uh, kind of a um, kind of a, uh, a look ahead to may- maybe more totals going over, mm-hmm. or will we continue to see these unders do well? That's what I'm paying attention to right now. And the team, the Patriots just faced off, Green Bay Packers. That's a game, and probably the one game, Josh, as we look ahead to week five, you are interested in a total right now. Quarterback concerns for the Giants. We don't know yet who will be under center for Brian Dable's team going to London. Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers off of that near disaster as nine and a half point home favorites against the Patriots. Seeing a total of around 41 and a half relatively low. It was similar to what we saw in New England and Green Bay last week around 40 or 40 and a half. What's your angle total wise looking ahead to this matchup in London? So I'm looking at the under in this one, Ben. This one kind of caught my eye because if you look at the total, you know, some shops around 42. Now you're down to 41 and a half. Now you're down to 41 at some shops. Obviously, key numbers, you know, where you think, think about the spread all the time, the three, the seven, they're not as important when it comes to totals. You're only landing on these, you know, a 42, 42 and a half, like 4% of the time, something like that. But it really does, uh, you know, pay, I think, with totals, especially unders doing well, to get them a little bit early. You know, you could see a total at open at, 42 on a Monday or a Sunday night by the time Sunday rolls around maybe it's down to 38 maybe it lands on 40 and those early sharp guys with the under are able to cash if you're late to the party you lose this thing so I'm looking at the under here uh if you look at the stadium in London this early game at 9 30 you're going to get some wind here wind's blowing about 15 miles an hour both teams are three and one to the under so far 
They're really not high-powered offenses. Ben, you know this. The Packers aren't really the old Packers we're used to. They're playing a lot of these lower-scoring games right now. Uh, and you look at the Giants, same thing. Quarterback concerns. They don't score a lot, but they do play defense. Using our VEASAN.com bet splits are really good discrepancy to the under. Only 28% of bets are on the under in this London game, but it accounts for almost 50% of the money. So I jumped on the under 41 and a half. I want to see this thing continue to fall. I think maybe this is an under that you target. Hopefully you don't sleep in too late and have too many drinks Saturday night. You can sweat that under with me on Sunday morning. I think you just keep the night going, Josh, like we do out here sometimes. Just don't go to bed. <laughs> just don't go to bed. That's, that's the Matt Eumann strategy. That, right. He did that this past week. There you go. There you go. How about the Chargers on the road? Uh, another game on the road, laying three, Josh, uh, across the board. Uh, 48 is the total. I see 148 and a half, uh, 147 and a half. Uh, this game's kind of all over the place. What are you thinking about uh, with this matchup, Chargers and Browns? Yeah, Pritch, I'm looking toward the uh, the Cleveland Browns as maybe a hazmat play here, one of those gross dogs that does have a little bit of sharp action in their favor. If you look at uh, the Chargers in this spot, some of these books did open, you know, Chargers three. I saw one three and a half. That was maybe an outlier here. But quickly, he got down to three. And I actually see, if you look at our VEASAN board right now, pay attention to the juice. The Cleveland plus three is minus 115. So when you're on a key number, the next move is so critical. So I jumped on Cleveland plus three because based on this juice price, and actually a couple books I'm seeing, they are down to two and a half right now. And that's critical because if the Chargers win by three, you want to push your Cleveland plus three. You don't want to lose your plus two and a half right now. But this would also be kind of a buy low, sell high. Uh, you look at the uh, Chargers, they went to Houston. There's actually some money hitting Houston in that game, but yet it didn't matter. The Chargers, all these injuries, they still were able to win and cover versus Cleveland, who lost uh, on the road there, 23-20 uh, uh, to your old team, Pritch, the, the Atlanta Falcons. They were a nice uh, play that came through as well. But that's kind of that buy low, sell high, a team that didn't cover versus a team that did. Now you have kind of a West Coast team going a little bit east for an early 1 o'clock start. That sometimes can be an advantage. It's kind of a tough spot for your body clock as an NFL player. I'm sure you remember this, Pritch. But also Cleveland, only 26% bets, 39% of the money. The line's moving in their favor. And Miles Garrett, who missed that last game because of the car accident. Hopefully he's okay and ready to go. If you have Garrett going up against some of these backup tackles with Deshaun Slater out, I think it's going to be a tight game. I took the plus three with the Browns. I want to see this thing get to two and a half across the board. Again, you can give Josh a follow at Josh underscore insights. We always love the deep dives with Josh every single week on the Lombardi line. One more game we'll throw at you, Josh, that's caught your attention on this week five card. Big divisional matchup, Sunday night football between the Bengals and Ravens. We talked earlier about the injury concerns. Rashad Bateman limited to start practice with a foot injury he's dealing with. That's what John Harbaugh said, the head coach at the press conference Monday. Uh, seeing a line pretty much three, some juice there to Baltimore. A couple three and a halves available as well, Josh. Uh, how are you looking to attack Sunday night? Yeah, Ben, I'm going to hold out and try to get the hook on the Cincinnati Bengals right now. And you mentioned it, you know, it is juiced up minus three, minus 115 to the Ravens. But it's notable because where did it go from there? Was it, you know, three going up to three and a half? Was it three and a half down to three? There were a lot of three and a halfs down to three here. So that's notable to me because when a lot of these books opened Ravens minus three and a half at home, you immediately got hit with a lot of respected money taking Joe Burrow with the hook here, dropping it back down to three. I think right now, you know, my angle here would be number one, primetime dogs. They've been great this year. But the distinction is we like the gross primetime dogs. We don't like the trendy ones like the Rams yesterday with that chart move for the 49ers. But you also have a divisional dog angle, a road divisional dog. All these systems are around 55, 57% ATS, that built-in familiarity, leveling the playing field, benefiting the team getting points. I also have a rest advantage. I think if you're an NFL better, pay attention to these rest discrepancies where uh, you have one team like the Bengals who played Thursday night, Baltimore played Sunday. You're getting a little bit of extra rest and able uh, game plan time here for the Cincinnati Bengals. That would be an advantage as well. 
Also, since he's only getting 35% of bets, it's kind of interesting to me that Baltimore, they keep blowing these big leads, and yet the public just doesn't give up on them. They're at home. It's Lamar Jackson. Maybe that's kind of what the public loves, just lay the short spread with Jackson. But also, if you look at Joe Burrow, in the regular season and in the postseason, 13-7 and seven against the spread, 65% overall. So I'm going to wait it out. I'm going to take the Bengals, but I want to get that hook. Let's see if we get a three and a half out there. And then ideally, if you hit the three and a half, you want to see it fall back down to three. But I'd be looking at a primetime dog, divisional dog, rest advantage. I'm looking toward the Bengals with the hook plus three and a half. You know, Josh Applebaum loves a good dog, especially in prime time and in the division. Josh Applebaum, everybody. (laughs) Josh, as always, great to see you, my friend. We'll catch up soon. Ben and Pritch, great job, guys. Good luck today. Appreciate it as well. Oh, Josh Applebaum always gives us a great amount of content on these deep dives. We have to do our own deep dive into Thursday Night Football. Injuries abound on both sides of the ball between Denver and Indianapolis. And also an injury update from Dallas. We have a little more news on Dak Prescott's status. A little bit of a line move, but not much. We'll tell you about that. Cowboys-Rams when we return as we wrap things up on the Lombardi Line. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app. Featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As we welcome you back for the final time, a big thanks to everybody behind the scenes. Matt Santos, our outstanding producer. Andrew Ingold, technical director. We've got Sergio, Mikhail, Rob. Troy, Brian, I think I got everybody. I think you did. I think I got everybody. Mike. Oh, yeah. Duh. Mike. But you're not behind the scenes. I'm not behind You're right here on the desk as we are every single Tuesday on the show. Michael Lombardi back tomorrow. But we transition to some more of these big injury-affected games. And as we go to Thursday Night Football, uh, we'll go there in just a minute here. One quick injury note that came up this morning 
Cowboy owner Jerry Jones saying on his local radio show while we were on the air that Dak Prescott's thumb not ready to grip a football and that they are not ruling him out yet, the Cowboys are, mm-hmm. but doesn't sound optimistic. And this whole exercise just feels like a charade in drumming up typical Cowboy publicity where he can't throw the football. He's not going to play. No. So what are we doing here? Or, right, right. I mean, Jerry has a radio show, though. He's got to fill time. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. And so he says something, I think, I that's uh, going to help fill time. But He's it, not doing right route, wrong route. No, he's show, not. He? He, no. he needs to, though. He needs to. <laughs> but it goes to, um, like, as a football player, you remember when Dak got hurt uh, originally? Uh, they examined him on the sideline, and then they took him in to get some imaging, right? Um it goes to show you about the league and how they need to clean up a lot of things because when Tua got hurt against Buffalo, they took him into the locker room to examine him, but they didn't do anything to put him in a protocol to help him out. Like, we, we a hand will get x-rays, an ankle will go get x-rays before we put a guy back out there. But for whatever reason, you know, a, a brain injury, a traumatic head injury situation, you don't want to err on the side of caution and, and go get imaging. I'll just go back out there. So just another lesson right there, uh, why protocols have changed in the National Football League, and rightly so. But, you know, Dak, no need to rush back. Cooper Rush is playing okay. The defense is playing okay. They believe and they're still confident. There's no reason uh, for Dak Prescott to rush back at this point. No need to rush back. I yeah. see what the wordsmith Mike Pritchard <laughs> I didn't even try did to do right that. there. I didn't even try to and do that. We could have we could have an entire two-hour conversation on what you just talked about and yeah. the concussion protocol. I'm sure it has to drive you up a wall as oh. a former player, seeing how a lot of these guys are, are being treated in the protocols, yeah. at least for this specific game. Mm-hmm. It is one of those things because it's a big-name quarterback, right. because it's a big franchise like Dallas. We've seen so much attention in the betting market given to it and it probably goes without saying the betting market is usually one step ahead of this was probably assuming that it would be unlikely for him to play Mm -hmm. that's why even though with this announcement coming out today not much movement to the market at all still pretty much blanket four and a halves on the Rams laying it that movement coming against the Rams Mm -hmm. after the performance last night moving the market down by about a half point to a point it's not like this news from Jerry Jones is really right. moving the needle here. So that's that's an important well, thing about Tua, to make. Yeah, the thing about Tua, too, like, is he going to be ready next week? Like, if you want to get ahead of that, like, after I had a concussion. I was in the hospital for a, a couple days, and, okay, I wasn't right for three more weeks. So, I mean, just to try to get ahead of Miami in right. their situation, you know, yeah, Tua's out this week, but uh, I would venture to guess that he's going to be out next week as well. The look-ahead for that spot, and there are lines already available on the look-aheads. Miami hosting Minnesota in Week Mm -hmm. 6, and that is a pick-em. Bookmakers clearly indicating that this will be a long-term injury for Tugavailoa, with that line indicating Minnesota would be favored on a neutral field there. It's not just quarterbacks, though, that Mm -hmm. are injured right now. The Thursday night game in particular is just a who's who of big names out, specifically at the running back spot, where Indianapolis goes to Denver, Broncos Colts line has been hovering around a field goal most of the week, but on the Denver side, Javante Williams, severe knee injury, likely out for the season suffered on Sunday. And when you factor in the struggles of Russell Wilson in the bottom 12 of most quarterback statistical categories so far this year, and you add in that the other running back Denver has been using primarily in Melvin Gordon has been really struggling holding on to the football Fumble return for a touchdown that proved to be a big difference in Denver's loss in week four against the Raiders. 
where do you sit at with the Denver offense that pretty clearly was set up to feature Javante Williams? He's now out for the year. So mm-hmm. what's next here in Denver? Well, Melvin Gordon uh, landed on the injury report, too, with the neck. So even so, he's banged up. <laughs> that's a neck, right? I mean, be careful right there. Uh, um, and he's questionable. So they signed Murray, Latavius Murray, uh, from the Saints practice squad. Welcome back to the yep. AFC West. Sure, Latavius sure. Murray. Um, so we'll see if he can accelerate his learning curve of the offense or, or flatten that learning curve of the offense uh, in a short amount of time. Uh, it, it, you know, it's not complicated in terms of what the scheme is as a running back. Uh, pass protection is where it gets complicated. Russell Wilson has a hurt throwing shoulder uh, on a short week, too. So it's a mass unit all over the place. And that's the downfall of Thursday night football when you're when you're banged up like this. Uh, and now you got to get right right back out there. Uh, and then you got to get up for it mentally, too. So, I mean, you look at the total that immediately comes to my thought process of this game. Forty three and a half. I mean, you have two teams that are struggling uh, offensively. One, their identity is a run of football and they can't run it. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's banged up too with the ankle, right? And then the other side, Denver, they don't have an identity offensively. Uh, we don't know, but key injuries all over the place on the offense and the defense side of the ball. I don't know why the line's three and a half, uh, to be honest with you. Um, so uh, I'd be inclined to take the points here already uh, with Indy uh, because of the situation. I know Bear, uh, Shaq Leonard's going to be out too, uh, injuries. Uh, but Denver... Stopping the pass and being potent in, as a defense in a, in, a, in a red zone is to their benefit. But, man, if you can't score offensively, doesn't that present an opportunity for this game to get into the fourth quarter? You would think, with a especially in a spread mm-hmm. and over a field goal, when yeah. you consider all the injuries, you talked about defensively. Randy Gregory just placed on IR mm-hmm. for Denver with, uh, with an injury as well. There, at least the next four games he'll be out for. Russell Wilson less than 100% coming in here. But then there's the Indianapolis side, which we just scratched the surface on. Jonathan Taylor, the do-it-all running back for the Colts, not ruled out yet. But the fear was it was a high ankle sprain suffered in the loss to Tennessee. In addition to that, team's emotional leader, Darius uh, Leonard, now goes by Shaq, comes out, gets a concussion in his season debut, already ruled out for this game as well. So I get everything you're saying where you, you can look at one team and say, how, how, are you, how are you laying more than a field goal? But at the other side, when you have the two most important pieces likely to not play for Indianapolis and a quarterback in Matt Ryan that has been a disaster so far, mm-hmm. one of the worstly graded quarterbacks of anybody among qualifiers so far through four weeks, leads me to believe the total is the only way you can look. I get that it's over a field goal and it's two teams struggling with a lot of injuries. You're inclined to take the dog, but where is the trust coming from on the Colts side with how, how awful of a start it's been there. Right, it has been awful. And from a matchup standpoint, I mean, Patrick Sertan, the second, I mean, he's playing outstanding football. He is incredible uh, what he's able to do. But then, you know, if you're the Colts, you really don't have anybody to threaten it. Like Patrick Sertan, the second, he will shadow and go with, on the edges, outside the numbers, the best receiver uh, for each team. And you wonder if that would be the matchup there uh, for Pittman or something like that for Matt Ryan, who is struggling throwing the ball with this offense. But... Indy, they, they, their identity, again, it, it's, it's, it's so hard when you, you know your identity is to run it, uh, but yet you can't. Uh, and I, nobody knows a reason why uh, Indy has not been able to run the football right now. It's, maybe it's a mentality thing. Maybe it just hasn't set in yet. Uh, but we'll find out. It's a big stage again Thursday night, uh, and, and you're tested. I know the coaches are probably challenging those players right now. So 
Uh, I, I, uh, I lean the points with the Colts, but yeah, I mean, looking to bet it, uh, probably that total uh, primetime situation. And you would think for Indianapolis tied for 24th mm-hmm. with teams like the Jets and the Bears in offensive yards per play against the Denver team with the strength of the secondary, like you just talked about, yeah. Patrick Sertan, a top eight unit defending the pass so far, you are desperate for a running game. And while he hasn't been ruled out yet, we don't think the Colts will have their guy in Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Makes it really difficult for me to get to a point where you could back Indy. There is the whole Melvin Gordon can't hold onto the ball thing, though. Yeah, there's some he audio. He said he had the yips. The yips. What? There's some audio out there uh, about him mentally. Uh, you know, you can't get on the injured list from a, uh, a lack of confidence standpoint, but clearly Melvin Gordon has a lack of confidence when it comes to holding on to football. Questionable. Parentheses. <laughs> yips. Right. yips. Melvin Gordon. <laughs> this this my profile is a good old-fashioned stay-away game for Thursday. Okay. Yeah, the way too. it's going sounds right good. now. Either way, Mike Richard, great seeing you as always. You too, Ben. Absolutely. All right. Michael, Michael Lombardi, who will be back on the show tomorrow. As for up next, it is VSIN Big Bets. Dave Ross, Amal Shaw coming your way next here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.